Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. We're both smiling. You know why? Why? Because what a week. What a week in Housewives history. Just when you think you can, you couldn't have a better week, you do. You know, it's just watching the reunion. I mean, the preview for the reunion. I don't even need the reunion. I mean, and we'll get into that, but wow. I'm just, I'm just excited. Casey, how are you? You know, I've been traveling a lot. I went to Charleston for work. I'm back. But as always, these episodes grounded me. You know, <laughs> I might've been high up in the sky, but. I was grounded. I like to picture you watching them in the air and trying to. I am, yeah. I, I know, and say to others around you, like, are you watching this? You know, when you go to the bathroom, I always love, like, for whatever reason, one of my favorite activities is to see what other people are watching. Mm-hmm. And when I don't see it, I'm upset. <laughs> what are you seeing? What are other people watching up in those Oh, guys? I'm seeing a lot of, like, Sex in the City. I'm seeing, like, Top Gun. You know, I'm seeing, what's the one with Kevin Costner? Oh, 1800? I don't know. 1883 or Yellowstone? <laughs> no, I Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yellowstone. <laughs> seeing a lot of Yellowstone. I want to see a lot more Salt Lake. I know. I was going to say, you're seeing a lot of Yellowstone because <gasps> you are coming and going to South Carolina. You're going to see some Yellowstone exactly. on that flight. You're going to see it. Um, You know, Danielle, I do have to say to everyone, thank you so much. So many people reached out to me uh, with such kind messages about, you know, parenting and how hard it is. I read them all. Uh, if I didn't get back to you, they meant so much to me. That was so nice. It was really nice. And a lot of people are saying they're starting a I Love Sydney fan club. And that <gasps> touched my heart oh, in all my the ways. It was so kind. Um, because it is. It's hard parenting. And, and and even if you're not a parent, you remember what it's like to be a kid and you have empathy for it. And it's not easy. So Totally. I like, And I just want to mention also um, that... People are already telling me their ideas that they are going to be for our Halloween show, and they're fucking brilliant. And I won't give them away, but people are already DMing me. They're really funny ideas, and I'm so excited for this Halloween show. You know, and reminder, Andy Cohen will be judging your costumage, and that's pretty big, you know? Huge. He'll be giving out first, second, third honorable mention, so get the costume or don't. If you don't want to have a costume, just watch, you know, and and get into the chat and just shoot the shit with everyone. That's part of the fun of the shows, the live chat, where everybody at a mile a minute is just swapping opinions. It's like we're doing a show, but I've also got one eye on the chat. It's actually just like super fun way to talk to all be together and basically talk housewives, you know? And we have a new film, a short film to debut uh, at the show, which Casey will be submitting to the festivals, I'm sure, in the winter. Danielle, this film uh, <laughs> starring me and a housewife, honestly, I, you know, it should be in the festivals. It's up there. One note too, for guys, um, we're, like we said, we're going to put together this amazing Halloween costume um, costume parade and judge the, and Andy's going to judge the costumes. So how are we going to do it just to kind of give you guys a preview is everyone will submit a picture of them in their costume. You'll submit it to boots on the ground, BS at gmail.com. We'll open up everything on the day of the show, November 3rd, that morning, you can start submitting your costumes to us. And then in the headline of your boots on the ground um, BS at gmail.com. Just put the name of your costume because sometimes they're like conceptual. So we want to tell everybody. So in the subject line, put the name of your costume, please. And um, get them in all day. And-, um, and and you can submit them, you know, up to, I think the first like 20 minutes of the show because then we need to, of course, do our slideshow and get them to Andy's eyeballs, which, and you'll all get to see the slideshow. 
So get tickets at loopedlive.com. I'm so excited. You guys are hilarious. I'm so excited. And I'm feeling really good about my costume. I just ordered something in the mail and it's really... Yeah, it's, it's upsetting actually what you ordered. <laughs> uh, Danielle, I, we've got so much to discuss. I see we take a quick break and get right to the show. Yep. I'm very excited about this guest because I feel like I watched him grow up on television. Absolutely. And he grew up into such a fine young person. Like such a perfect, gorgeous, hilarious, everything we wanted them to be. And so... That's right. And I want to say, like, I don't feel we've had any unattractive guests. But in this case, we really, we're doing good. (laughs) We're doing good. We've hit... We've really hit the lottery, and and I know him as the child of a very good friend of ours, and he's not her child, but I always think of him as it because he played her child on Ugly Betty, and you also know him from Hacks, my my castmate on Hacks. Now, have we ever been in a scene together? No. Was I in two seconds of the show? Yes, but I consider us both important members of this ensemble, this Emmy-winning ensemble. I mean, Danielle, you're an Emmy winner as well. And I feel like we've let that slide. Like we haven't really gotten into that enough. And I haven't been invited to any of the parties or the cast get-togethers. And that's been tough for me. Because sometimes it's like a light shines too bright. And there are egos involved Mm -hmm. with big stars. And we don't, to have you there. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't have Gene Smart and I in the same room. It's just too much. It's too much. You would be forced to dim your light. And we don't want that. No. Uh, we have such a lovely guest, Danielle. Tell us who we're about to bring out. A huge Housewives fan. Huge, super fan of the Housewives. He's also on Amazon called With Love. You can watch season one right now. Season two is coming out soon. Please welcome Mark Endelicato. Hi! I am, I am so, so excited to be here, the both of you. I love the podcast. I also am a huge fan of the Hot Wives of Orlando <sighs> and Las Vegas. Um, I show it to everyone that I possibly can. It is uh, it is brilliant, and I love it so very much. So I am so excited to be here to talk about Salt Lake and Beverly Hills. I also feel like I hit the lottery on the episode itself that we're talking about. You're absolutely right, Mark, because it is a lottery. You know, we book our guests, and we get what we get, and we don't get upset. But you are here on a banner day. Sometimes there's no show that week, and we're just like, we have nothing to discuss. (laughs) We don't know. And we're like, Michelle Obama, you're going to talk about nothing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sometimes we'll literally have a live show planned, and they'll be like, no new episode this week. (laughs) Let's move. (laughs) Let's move. But here you are. And before we jump right into it, Mark, will you just share what you're drinking out of? Oh, I am drinking out of a lovely mug uh, that my best friend Raquel got me for my birthday. And it is a a mug uh, that has every single Housewives uh, mug shot on it. (laughs) It is a mug with mug shots. And now we do not have Jen Shaw's on here because I think that it was produced before her mug shot. But I'm hoping that um, I can get an updated one very soon. Well, much like the Bible, we'll have the second half. There'll be many mug shots. That's right. Yes. They will come in a kind of a twin set. Uh, yeah. You get <laughs> the tumbler sure. as well. 
Um, yeah, the, sa- the salad, the salad bowl. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine like a little shot glass with just Jen would feel good too. Like they really, whoever came up with that, you're a genius. Um, you know, it's so funny because I have, what are those, you know, those kind of um, candles where you can get lately on Etsy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Holding mine up with Lee Serena. There it is. <laughs> a culture, you know, normally has Jesus on there. We have kind of appropriated that for housewives. Um fans to have a candle with our housewives on it. And I just realized I have like a set of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis that I've had forever. And I'm like, oh, you know, those were the original housewives. Oh, for sure. Although they were so talented. Um, (laughs) I'm like, okay, speaking of no talent, shall we lovingly start? I think we might need to start with Beverly Hills. And I think we need to start with the... Pre- do we start with the preview for next week? Do we work our way yes. backwards? Must, much like the preview worked its way backwards. The trailer is enough for an entire episode of this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, Thank you, Mark. The, I mean, the trailer is enough. I mean, uh, uh, it's like 90 seconds. And I'm just... I watched it seven times. Me too! <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like 20 hours, too. It went like one second in 20 hours. Yeah. I mean, first of all, let me just say that... Lisa Rinna has, has, she's lost it. At least Kyle Richards, who, by the way, let me just go and say that it is, she's my least favorite housewife of all time. Kyle. I despise Kyle. Wow. Okay, wow. wow, wow. <laughs> I mean. I know, I see on your face you mean it. You're not joking. The thing is, is that Kyle is the worst kind of housewife in the way where she will set up a situation, drop a bomb, walk away, and victimize herself while the house is burning behind her. Mm. Mm. Her having this reconciliation with Kathy at the end of the episode, that then leads into, you know, the, the reunion. Then she's like, oh, by the way, Rinna's going to be here soon. Because you know that Kathy hasn't talked to Rinna, and Rinna hasn't talked to Kathy. Rinna's only talking to the void in Instagram. Rinna's been in touch with Kathy's lawyers. I'm <laughs> oh, sure. I'm sure. Marty Singer, by the way, Marty Singer. Marty. For real. Oh, for real? For real. Oh. oh, Kathy's not messing. She and Kim K are like, get Marty on the line. Well, I'm glad we're getting to see the Kathy Hilton, I believe, has been. I mean, we've seen her as this sort of dotty old, like, yes. a Red Bull at 2 a.m. And a, and a box fan in her bed and, like, slippers through an airport. You know what I mean? Like, we're seeing this kind of, like... Like, she reminds me of my grandmother or something, you know, like, just never knows what's happening, reads a thousand papers, like, tweets her husband to help her. Like, these are, that's what we've been seeing. But I wanted to see the Kathy Hilton that begat Paris and Nikki. That big Kathy begat. Yes. <laughs> that then begat Baron. That piece of goddamn shit that is Baron. Exactly. Like, that, those kids didn't come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so what I feel like we got a preview is like Kathy took all her meds like and like, but not too much and not too little. No, she's on the perfect cocktail. Kathy came to play. Yes. Lucidly in a lucid lucid fashion. Kathy, she's got her, her, her heels on. She's got her Barbie core, (laughs) Barbie core look. Her Barbie core. When I saw that post, it really, thank you so much for my Barbie core outfit. Like I was just like, girl, yes. Now Kyle's in kind of a, uh, uh, now, people love it. So I, I actually kind of responded to it, too. But it's more of a, like, wet seal, kind of light pink buckles. Why is she wearing a harness? Is she jumping out of a plane later? What's going on? I feel like Kyle was like, okay, I I, I feel like she wiped the, cl- the slate clean with the team and was like, get me something for this. You know whose outfit I have a real problem with? 
And I and it belongs in Salt Lake, is what I'd say. That's how bad it is. I'm actually angry at this person, and it is Sutton Sutton Strack. Strack? Strack. You think it's Sutton Strack? Yes, I think it's an inexcusable. <laughs> we want to root for you, Sutton. We want to root for you, and you make it so difficult. She sometimes. makes it so hard. Uh, Sutton is, I thought that you were going to say Garcelle's outfit belonged on Salt Lake. So did I. Really? I thought you were going to say that. And she's been turning out look after look in the season, but then something, the car kind of, we got on, veered onto the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, the finale outfit with the green lipstick. I have a note. Oh, I'm sorry, Casey. I told Danielle before we started Please. recording, but I have three pages of notes just so I hit on. No, I see you glancing down and you know what I thought to myself, Mark? Why haven't our other guests taken <laughs> notes? I the did time. with anger. The I'm time. like, we have a lot of ears listening. Get, take some notes. One of the notes literally says, Garcelle's lipstick, question mark? Guys, I was there for her lipstick. Can I tell you, in the finale, I'm there for the lipstick because it was a whole look. She had a whole vibe with green. The hair okay. looked fucking right. incredible. Look. The emeralds. The, yes, that outfit can make or break. And it could have gone wrong easily. But she took a stab and I thought she did something interesting. I mean, now Lisa Rinna, as much as I fucking hate her and I have so much to say, I did think that blue eyeshadow looked pretty good no. in the hair. And I I know I, I did. I'm sorry, Casey. guys. That's my like ideal look. I think Casey and I are on the same page as far as the looks are concerned for this finale party. I did like Rinna's hair and makeup. I thought that it was tired that she wore that Balenciaga outfit by... By Kim has already done it 500 times. You want to be a Kardashian so bad, Rena. It's wild. It's wild. But yet, this just in, Kris Jenner has fucking taken sides, as has LaToya Jackson. And both <laughs> of them online are Team Kathy. And Kris needed only to do that little double pink heart, the big heart, little heart. And she gave Kathy about five of those. And Kathy was like, thank you, Kris. <laughs> online, she's like, Kris. Then LaToya comes out and is like, I've never not seen Kathy to be grounded and normal. <laughs> LaToya? Like, I also think that... You know, Lisa Rinna and that stu I'm sorry, that Balenciaga on Lisa Rinna looked ridiculous. She looked, she looked so like an emaciated <laughs> smurf and she looked terrible. <laughs> she terrible. looks so bad. She looks so bad. Oh my God. But then what I loved about Chris uh, Jenner weighing in is, but you know, Lisa Rinna was trying to get all up in the Kardashian Jenner household's ass 818. with her 818 vodka. And then for Chris Jenner to come right around with those hearts. Oh, it felt good. It felt great. I felt like we all won something. Uh, oh, we, I mean, anytime that Rinna is like embarrassed or humiliated makes me feel some sense of like vindication because she is like, she will turn nothing into everything. I mean, like the entire thing with Kathy Hilton too. It's like, I, like I have PTSD from Kathy Hilton. Like, I I mean, it's like you locked yourself in your room. What are you talking about? Let her rate. Like, you've never been around a person that's like raging out before. Like, we, you've been around yourself. <laughs> you've been around yourself many times. You're best friends with Erica Jane. I also think like, I, I, I do think Lisa is a bully. Like, she's coming to my DMs, coming at me for something I said about her on Watch What Happens Live and other comedians we know. I'm like, if you're coming for like, just kind of not like even super well-known comedians in their DMs. And it was like right after it was said. She's just trolling anyone who says anything about her, yet acting like, I can take it, baby. And it's like, 
she is a bully. I'm sorry. I was scared. I was shaking when she texts, you know, when she DM'd me. She's the worst kind of bully, though, because she thinks she has a sense of humor about herself. That's right. And right. that's yes, how she yes, poses yes. herself. And she's like, guys, even when, like, all that stuff was going on with Garcelle's poor son and he was getting bullied, she's like, guys, love us, hate us, you know? We're just fun, but, like, don't come for our kids. And I agree with that. It's like, of you course, guys, but- you're our sports, but then you can't then come in our DMs when we're having fun and making jokes and laughing and wanting us to love no, you. No, because she's like, I'm going to get you on a personal level. I want you to know it's not cool. But but I'm, yeah, I'm playing this big character of like, as long as you're talking about me, baby. And I have to say, when she said, I I, I know we say this all the time, Danielle, but, but this was a comment that I think was one of the craziest we've ever heard across all franchises. I gasped. It made me so angry. When she was like, I have to speak my truth or else I get cancer. Oh, I'm going to die. I could die if I don't tell everyone this. First of all, the fucking people that like to say that you get cancer because of your own thoughts should fucking go to hell, number one. Number two, how fucking dare you say that? It's the most absurd, crazy thing I've ever heard in my life. She's a fucking cockroach. Yes. La cucaracha. She's she's yeah. grasping at straws, though. I mean, at this point, like, it's, it, everything is so heightened, I think, with Rena, because it's like, she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Like, she, like, they have footage of the text that Kathy sent her. And they're showing it every single episode since it happened. And it was not a threat. Yeah, it's like a friend that would be like, please don't tell anyone, like, what happened. I thought it was interesting because what's been bugging me, and we've had this happen with Beverly Hills a lot, it's like we're all talking about something that you, the producers and the cast, you're not telling us what we're talking about. So we're sitting here going, sorry, but what did she say? So then I thought it was kind of interesting. They answered the question in the preview for the reunion. They're like, she said, you were boring. She said, you were this. She said, you were that. And it's like, I don't know that those things are worse than certainly what I've seen Rinna say when she took a sh- made a glass of shiv against their third sister. <laughs> And also, can I also ask this? Because it's like, why is it so, like, I also want to know why Kathy is defending herself so much about losing her temper. Like with Latoya being like, I've never seen her lose her temper. Everybody loses their temper. Is she trying to uphold something that... It, no, it's because Rinna is not allowing it to be that. Mm-hmm. And and Kathy said, and look, what happened at the club, we just don't know what happened. Was there a slur? I'm sure it wasn't good. But no one's speaking of that. So we can only speak on like what we've seen. And, you know, look, what I feel Rinna's doing is saying like, she's got a problem and I hope she gets help for it. So Kathy's in a position where she has to apologize because Rinna's making it seem so big. And this is Rinna's dream for us to not have seen and for her to be our only eyes and ears on the situation. So then we have to go through her to get to drama. But I would be remiss without mentioning Kyle's involvement in this. Here you go. <laughs> there you go. Here he goes. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Speak your truth. That happens. Whatever. In Aspen, we have this whole situation, right? Like, <laughs> Kathy screams at her in the in the club. Kyle, in her interview, goes, all roads lead back to me. Yeah, they do. Because you, like, you <laughs> exacerbated this. Like, Kyle exacerbated the issue. Like, if anything, if Kyle really wanted to shut this down and defend her sister and have a good, you know, uh, relationship with her sister and squash all of this, she would have talked to Rinna off camera and said, 
I don't want to do this with you. Or on, on camera is great too. Like, don't do this to me. Right. Don't do this. But like, but it's only at the finale party and then the reunion. It's like, don't do this to me. It's like, no, girl. No, you exacerbated the issue. You brought Rinna over to your reconciliation with your sister. Are you crazy? The fact that Kyle never, like, the fact that she said that her her other sister was dying held glass to her face. I'd be like, I would jump out of the seat, out of the seat and be like, do not talk to my sister that way. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I, I would have. Right. Okay. We know the Richard sisters have their issues. Yes. Here's what I think. Here's what I believe to be true. The sisters don't like Kyle. They're jealous of her. There's many problems. Kathy's done a lot of hurtful things to Kyle. Now, Kyle's been on the show forever, and Kyle does like Rinna. She does like Dorit. She likes these women. They're friends. They're actually more real to her, I think, in her present everyday life than Kathy is. So then when she's got a friend, not only that, what Rinna's exposing, she can't, she, she, I agree with you. She should have jumped in more. But here's the thing. What's happening is that Rinna is exposing what Kyle has had to deal with for years and years. And there's a part of her that goes, let him see. That's right. Mm, that's fair. That's, that's fair true. to say. Wait, did you guys catch the one thing where she's like, Nikki and Paris are like sisters to me. I want to be like, you mean nieces. <laughs> They're like quite younger than you. Let's not. Maybe to Farah. Maybe to Farah. <laughs> Can we talk about Kyle at the Birkin party? Yes, but may I set up? I loved the Birkin party. This is what I love I want. the Birkin party. I want Birkins for sale, diamonds on loan, champagne flowing, white gloves, fighting over Birkins. To me, thank you, Garcelle, for throwing such an inspired, gorgeous party. It was the and most, I- in essence, the most Beverly Hills party yeah. that we've seen in it's a beautiful. few seasons. Pandemic is over. Birkin party here. And all of the women show up with their Birkins too, like with one of their Birkins. Ah. So good. I would never buy a Birkin. I could never buy a Birkin. It's a ridiculous amount of money to spend on something that is not a house. I'm going to say it. They're ugly. Yeah, I don't I find get them it. Ugly. I don't like it. First of all, I'm more of a Kelly girl myself anyway. But, you know, a Birkin is whatever. But I also, can I just say that, like, Garcelle doing this whole Birkin party as a means of saying, like, I can't afford a Birkin. It's like, yes, you can. You can afford a $13,000 Birkin. You can. It's, it's it's just an exorbitant amount of money to pay for a bag. I believed every minute of it. And I was on <laughs> the journey. Can I tell you? I did. Because I I would be like, Garcelle was like, oh, I want this, but I don't deserve. You know, it's like, I think when you walk around thinking you don't, you, you I can't possibly spend that thing. That's you know right. what I mean? And you and you tell that story to yourself constantly, which I believe is a story she's telling herself because I know I tell myself the same story yeah. sometimes. And so when you do that and then you finally give it up to yourself, like I'm going to treat myself with this thing, whether it's, you know, a $50 thing or a $50,000 thing, like the journey, I went on it with her and I almost cried when she picked up that Canary Birkin and said, I'm getting it. I... I'm so proud of her. I mean, I love Garcelle. Garcelle, honestly, has always delivered for me. I feel like Garcelle is truly the truth teller. 
I feel like she's always stood up for what she believes. Even sometimes, like, when I don't agree with her, I know that she believes what she's saying. She is loyal to her own beliefs. I didn't go with her. I've said it. I didn't love the, like, uh, uh, believe me. I thought Erica's, like, beyond with what happened with her son. But I'm sometimes she'll get up, like, Erica's an alcoholic and I need to fix that. That was, like, a journey that I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Now, look, but then I guess she was right because then not one week later, the way Erica behaved was insane. But in this instance, I think the way she's sticking up for Kyle is actually quite beautiful. And she gets it. And she's like, I've got sisters. This is unacceptable. Yeah. She sees exactly what Rin is doing. She's not afraid to say it. Mm. And it's kind of interesting. The other gals are siding with Kyle. Of course they are. The only one that isn't saying, I mean, I, we don't know what they're going to say in the reunion. But I mean, uh, the only one that has that kept their mouth shut or didn't have any kind of like cut to their face being whatever is Erica. And I think that more so than ever this season showed the Erica Rinna alliance. Like in in the ways like the house has been divided. They're both fine now being a two-headed villain monster. A hundred percent. They've just submitted to it and they love it. And I think for a little bit, Rinna was playing both sides and now she's like, oh, I'm fully on this side. And as though she's on the side of truth and justice by trying to destroy a sister's lives. I mean, she's done it with Denise. I fucking hate her. I think she's vile. Well, and she, like you said, Casey, it's the hypocrisy I can't stand. Where uh, Erica... <laughs> Danielle, the way you said that was funny. <laughs> like, it's the hypocrisy I can't stand. I just can't stand. Like, like we're just... <laughs> it's the hypocrisy the, for me. For me, because I'm a great <laughs> person. <laughs> That's right, Danielle. Go on. That's your bottom line. It's, for me, it's the hypocrisy. Because Erica, look, I don't like Erica, but I will say that Erica doesn't pretend to be anything that she isn't. Like, she has gone, yes. she has never been like, I'm on the victim side. Like, she's always been like, I care about me. We have never heard her say what about anything me? else. Exactly. She's never. No, now she's like, I'm suing to get those earrings back, yes, baby. Like, <laughs> she has never been anything but what she is. But Rinna thinks she's something that she isn't. And that's the problem. She thinks she's a good time gal. She thinks she's like, as like you said, as long as they're talking, it doesn't matter what they're saying. Like, she thinks she's that. She thinks she's a loyal friend and a nice person. Her hustler narrative. Yeah, you did Depends commercials. Who the fuck cares? You're not, a, you're, you're not like... You know what? You just put something together for me because now she's had this whole shift where she started off being like, I'll sell diapers. You know, I'll be on Q QVC with my disgusting dusters. And now I think she's, what she's realized is her, the, her version of hustling now is just being divisive and mean. And so she's like re refashioned herself. She's like, my daughters are models. Like I'm in Valenciaga and her hustle, she's redefined it for herself. And it's just like being this controversial figure. Well, there's nothing, there's no other function for Rinna in this show other than being a pot stirrer. I mean, what is Rinna's like narrative in this show? Like, what does Rinna really have like going on other than. But is she going to her friends at home and going, it's amazing? I'm just stirring the pot. Yes, they're loving it. I like, believe that I, she this is. is what I'm doing. I'm having fun. Or is in her private life, is she sticking to her narrative of like, what I saw shook me? Like, does she believe her own bullshit? I, I don't know if she believes her own bullshit. I think that she's having a blast spewing nonsense, though. Really, though? Because she cares so much about what people think about her. And the public not only doesn't care for her currently, they hate her. Yeah. 
And she's got this MAGA energy. It's MAGA energy. She's just doubling down. Yeah. I mean, she she does have a function in the show the way that she's operating. Like, right? Like, where it's like she just stirs the pot. She starts drama. It becomes the biggest drama of the season. And then it's like everyone loves to hate her. Because everyone hates her, but everyone loves to hate her. We're sitting here talking about Rinna right now. We hate her, but we love to hate her. I, I don't love to hate her. I hate and, you just hate Erica. I'm on the other. Yeah, I've turned past that. Like I love to hate Erica, but I hate Rinna. That's right. Okay, fair it, enough. It's a cultivated and calculated, and like, and and it feels fake and it feels weird, and like you can feel it. So like, that's what. But she's it's like, also I was really mean. I find her mean. It's mean. It's it's mean for the sake of being mean too, because like I mean, she comes yeah. out of the gate and just says horrible, horrible things to people that have actually done absolutely nothing to her. And she'll plant the seed earlier in the season too. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of her MO is like, she'll plant the seed about like the Munchausen's and then it all comes to like, like Yolanda didn't do anything. (laughs) Rinna is mean for the sake of being mean, but I think that, yes, you're right. It's calculated in the sense of like, I need this job. What I will give Kathy is I am actually pretty surprised Kathy showed up at the reunion. That's right. This Kathy Bear didn't show up the first two episodes because she didn't like her contract terms. Like I, I, I thought it we were going to be in a situation like we were in a, an Adrian Vanderpump type situation where she just is like, "I'm out, let the chips fall." Yeah. The fact that she showed up, Barbie core and all, and just said you're a bully <laughs> and stuck to her guns, I thought was pretty. I was, I was kind of proud of her actually. Which also, I think that her showing up lends itself to like, she's not guilty or or like or that like she's not afraid of like kind of leveling with that's what I mean yes I thought she would be it is a little bit to save face but I'm glad that she showed up to like also call Rinna out and be like you're the biggest bully in Hollywood like you're unkind you're disgusting your contract was up you wanted it on camera like I love that I also wouldn't be surprised if we had a little bird named Andy in her ear and mm. Andy, because she might have been like, I don't want to do this. And I think Andy, I wouldn't be surprised if Andy was in her ear being like, look, the tides are turning on Rena. Yeah. Like nobody is like her social media is a mess. Like people, the tide is turning. I think you're going to come out looking good if yeah. you show. Like, I w- again, I'm not, I know nothing. I'm just saying like smart. The thing is, is that when Rena was saying that Kathy was like, I have all of these deals at NBC, it's like. I think she does. Like, I feel like Kathy, like, (laughs) and I think that Andy and Bravo probably, like, would love to give her a diamond. And she's like, I don't want it. I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can can we talk about the new information? I don't know if you guys saw it today. But there was something cut out of the American version of last night's episode, but I guess it aired in Europe is what I'm hearing. And it's not tits. It? Continue. Continue. <laughs> not tits. Because, you know, they air those. In, but, like, you know how... Kyle dropped the bomb that it was Erica's PR people that were sort of yeah. like feeding yes. the press. Yes. Well, there was some footage of Erica's PR guy at that party, at the hair party for Erica, where he was overhearing them talk about what happened with Kathy Knight before. And he was like, ooh, I'm all in on this. And like, you can see him talking about that and like I texting. saw that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. 
I saw that. I bought it on iTunes. Maybe that's oh, why. Oh, I didn't buy it on oh, iTunes. Oh, I thought we were all working under the press. That that <laughs> um that reality, guys. I did no, not I know that. I didn't know Casey. you guys were in a different paradigm. <laughs> we what? were in a different country. <laughs> you were in the metaverse. It's it's the creepiest. It almost looks like it's staged. They pan to him being like, interesting. Yeah. Like, Stop he's it. like listening in a corner, and then he's like, Okay. It's very crazy. I'm buying this it's episode on iTunes. I need to see that. What? But it's for sure that he put it out there. Everyone wants to take the focus off Erica. And Erica, it's it's just kind of weird because, I don't know, am I wrong? It feels like Erica and Kathy have always had kind of like a nice, friendly relationship. And not only that, Kyle and Erica. It's just very confusing. I well, enjoyed think- them together, too. I liked their Me little too. kind of friendship that they had. And I I, I enjoyed yes. that. I, but I've also enjoyed Kathy's, like, little relationships with all of the women. I, I've enjoyed With Kathy. Garcelle. I think that Kathy and Garcelle have a nice little vibe. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy Kathy and Garcelle. I think that Kathy also... Like, there was so much lightness to it. And I feel like, but it was always when she was removed from Kyle. <laughs> you always, you bring it back to Kyle. So. Yeah, you Kyle said it herself, it all roads come Kyle. back to me. So I'm just using her words. <laughs> so, right, you're just doing what she said. You're just proving her right. Here's who I'm annoyed at. Dorit, get your fucking mouth back. Start saying something. Stop cutting to you, not saying shit. You don't say anything, get the fuck off the show. And I've wow. said it. I'm sorry. Her and Crystal need to get in there a little. Yes. Dorit could be providing us with information about the club. She could come out swinging. She's not doing shit. She's literally showing up in outfits and sitting quietly. Now I know something terrible happened to her. And I feel very badly about that. But I'm simply talking in this realm. She's got info. And I want her opinion. And I'm not getting it. And I haven't gotten it basically last season or this season. That's right. I agree. I agree. But I do Hi. love the cutaways to Dorit's face. Like, just like, <gasps> Right, but it's like she's mute. But okay, you're so shocked. Put put words to it. You're so shocked. Yeah. Let's get a thought bubble, please. A thought bubble. Remember that show, like, pop-up video? That's what we She mean. knows. I mean, you know, I think that Dorit is, yeah, Dorit knows what Dorit's she's scared doing. of Kathy. So Dorit's playing the, like, social angle. And I'm like, just tell us what you think. Just wade into these waters or wade on out. And she's like allowed this season because of what happened to her. I think that she like is getting a a pass because she's like traumatized, rightfully so, of course. But like, I think that that's also why the fandom hasn't like really come for her. Like, where is Dorit? Yeah, but Crystal Crystal has a more precarious situation in this cast, though. You know what I mean? Like, Crystal's giving us what she can, though. I don't know that there's more. We've seen what Dorit can give us, but we haven't seen anything more from Crystal. So again, as we say, we like Crystal as a human being, but that doesn't mean she should be on our screens as a housewife. But she is weighing in. She is weighing in. She's making it clear, like, it's enough. You know, this is her sisters. You got to back off. Like, at least she's like putting in, if not two cents, one cent. A half pence. What I want from Crystal is to... Just get make just give us a little bit more. I like mm-hmm. that she's the voice of reason. I like that she puts her voice in, but I want to know who she is outside of that. And I'm just not getting enough kind of like who she is outside of it is a nice girl. I've said this I a know. million times. She's she's nice. That's it. I mean, I still want to know what happened to those 14 friends. <laughs> I do want to know. Like if if you told me something happened with Ramona's 60 friends, I would know. Ramona has alienated them all. You would know exactly what happened because Ramona's Ramona. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would have heard. We yeah. We would have heard. If anything, it's like, okay, cast one of those 14 friends, guys. Let's get them Let's going. Let's go. Yeah. Fire them up. Fire them up. <laughs> guys, I think we should take a little break and, and transition into Salt Lake. Yes. Please. All right. Let's take a break. Now we're back with some Salt Lake. And I know, look, Salt Lake, we've, we had a wild episode of Salt Lake, too. And it's hard to recover from, like, the Beverly Hills of it all. But we still had some wild stuff going on at Salt Lake. Can we get in? Do you have th- thoughts, Mark, on Salt Lake as a whole? Salt Lake, it, it, it kind of broke my heart, this episode. Like, I, I feel like there was, I mean, as far as the Whitney stuff, and, like, I, I have... I'm very ambivalent about the women of Salt Lake. You know, I want to, like, I want to love Whitney so much, but there is something in my mind that is like, this is an act. Like, mm-hmm. regarding her, like, being the truth teller, you know, it, it does kind of circle back around when it comes out to be very Rinna-esque, you know? Like, where, like, are you trying to tell the truth and trying to get everyone on the same playing field or or get everyone to get along? Or are you trying to stir up shit? And you don't like Lisa? What are you doing? You don't... It, it's basically that like Lisa's now picking up the, like, discarded toys that she had kind of th- tossed aside all these seasons. And now she's like, I guess I'll pick up the scraps. <laughs> and then those scraps are like, thank you, Lisa. Lisa Barlow. My notes say just Lisa with four explanation points. Okay? Because... I am just like, you hate Heather and Whitney. You've made mm. it very clear. You have made it not only clear that you dislike them, but that you've degraded them in this way where they're below yeah. me, that they're not on the same tier as me. I'm the queen of Sundance, which like question mark, question mark. No, like the jury's still out on <laughs> no. that. Um, like, the Sundance jury. Yeah, like the jury's still out on that. Like, I don't know. Nah. Yeah, they should have the same jury that votes on the Sundance films to vote on that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to say the Lisa Barlow scene with her playing basketball with Little Fresh Wolf out there. Fudge College. <laughs> Fudge, Fudge College. college. You know, that's the, the the meanest thing he's ever said in his life. He was like, he, and he built up to it. He was like, hey, mom, Fudge College. I was like. I felt like in that scene, he made a choice for himself. He's like, my mom is so, he just was feeling such rage towards whatever's going yeah. on in his family with his mom. And it came out in that scene. And it was, it rocked me to my core. She was like, what you doing out here, buddy? Shooting hoops? This woman doesn't have a friend in the world right now. A friend in the world. I kept thinking of like, my dad made political commercials his whole career. And one time he was shooting a a commercial with like some candidate in like South Dakota. And he had their entire family gathered to do one of those scenes where it's like, here's the candidate and how much he loves his family, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my dad says there was a cute little granddaughter and he goes, let's get her up front. And then he goes... Actually, and she was like, she was like four. And he goes, could you actually hold your granddaughter? He said to the candidate. And this little girl looked up at my dad and goes, but he's never held me before. (laughs) 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 It's just that to me was Lisa in the basketball scene. He's never held me before. Oh, it was such a dark scene. Well, I'm going to tell you guys something. And I saw it clearly for the first time. I've suspected this for a while, but I really, my eyes are wide open and clear. I see everything now. Wow, what? Meredith has never loved Seth. Not one day of her goddamn life. Never. Never. <gasps> never. What? 
She does not love him, never has, Casey. Explain, Danielle. Explain. She married a guy. She was a lawyer. She wanted to have kids. She was like, this is the right guy for me. This is the guy I should marry. He wants kids too. We want the same things. He makes me happy. I'm getting older. Like, he's nice. I want this perfect family. On paper, he looks great. She got into this marriage. She got busy with kids, busy with the job, got money, money, money. There has never been love. There has never been passion. She feels nothing for him. And she was getting out of this marriage. She was. They were getting divorced, I think. And then that, and then everything turned. She had not a friend in the world. She's trying to make it work. But I see nothing between them. It's over. I agree with you. I mean, I don't see any passion between them. Not even friendship. You don't think even friendship? Not even friendship. A business partnership. Oh, I think he loves her. But I Mm. think she, this is business. Wow. Wow, Danielle. I I just thought that she was completely devoid of all emotion in general. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily think that it was directed towards him. Yes, I thought like she loves Seth as much as one can. (laughs) For her, for her. (laughs) When you see her with Brooks, there's love. Love. Yeah. That's attraction. No. I believe that she's attracted to Brooks, for sure. <laughs> she oh is. Oh, my God, Brooks. Now, where is Brooks this year? Where is Brooks this season? It's been two episodes. Where is he? Don't try to say college. Like, we know where he is. He's in New York City partying. Right, but there's been a very conscious choice made. Either I want to know if it's by him or by Meredith. That's like, this isn't working for you to be on. And clearly it wasn't. I mean, he was being trolled by a woman that his mom's now friends, trolled by a woman his mom's now friends with. But it's interesting. I would have thought that's kind of, to me, the first time a housewife has said, like, I'm actually going to step my son out of a bad situation where normally we would just be like, keep going with the kind of trauma inflicting it on him. If my mom was Meredith and was like, I don't think it's a good idea for you to be on the show. Bro. <laughs> like, I would be like, um, no, I'm coming on the show. Like, I have tracksuits to sell, mom. What are you talking about? That's what I mean. It also gives her storyline, but I guess maybe it's because she's friends with Jen. And mm. in speaking of Jen, mm, I would like to say there. that, like, watching this season... It, it, it hurts my heart for her just about how she's going to have to talk about this at the reunion. How have you professed your complete innocence for a whole season into the newest season, now knowing that you changed your plea to guilty? But I could see her being like, it was, I had to take a plea. It was too painful to do to my sons. I said what I needed to say. I could see her kind of trying to play both sides of the line. I suppose you're right. I mean, I guess anything is like disputable, but like, I I, I mean, just like in the scene with her mom, but still professing, I am completely innocent. I will say that she was quite a beat though, later in the episode when she got like the biggest room and she's like, ever since my arrest, I get the biggest room. (laughs) She was having a blast in Arizona. My favorite part was when everyone was like, basically like, why are we going to another like barren shithole bad mansion in the middle of nowhere? And she's like, USA, baby. (laughs) She's like, you know it. I loved it. I got to tell you, the trip made me feel kind of like a bad feeling in my stomach. I'm like, I get, please, can they go somewhere nicer? 
it truly, I was with Meredith. Like this triggered me. You're in the exact same house virtually. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel good energy. You have such a small cast that to have two of them, not just fighting, like real, this isn't Marlo and Kenya who could like maybe have fun. This is like really actually dark. And then Whitney's always trying to shove these healers on them and it's too real and dark. And I don't want to see them at the hot tub, just two of them in like overcast weather. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. It, I, I just, I'm like, I, I can't have this, guys. I also loved the Mary flashback. <laughs> just like, this looks like Mary's grand foyer. Can we at least get to Hawaii? That's in the that's in the 50, right? <laughs> like, they didn't have to go to Arizona. There are plenty of places in the United States where you can go and Thank have you, an experience, Danielle. okay, that is not Arizona. Who wants... By the way, sorry to anyone listening that's from Arizona, but like, or but like, go to Canyon Ranch, go to Miraval, like, go to the places in Arizona, you know, uh, you know. But I, I don't need them in this like neighborhood. Yeah, like, also, Casey, like, send them to Miraval and let's have another like OC moment, miracle at Miraval. Exactly. I would even like them in New York City. I just need a change of ce- scenery, a change of pace. We've been that in the American great, Southwest. Danielle. Forever, you know what I mean with these guys. Like, I, and I love. Believe me, that's where I vacation because I'm not. But we're already there. Give me something. Give me Surrey fucking county. I don't care. Just give me something, anything to feast my different. eyes upon. Except for tan. Go to San Francisco. I mean, if you want to stay really local, I mean, just like why? Well, like, although remember uh, when Atlanta went to San Fran, that was, and it was tough trip. to see them on the trolley. Oh, is that? <laughs> oh, is that when Nini's bun fell off? When she was fighting with Portia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, here's what's interesting. I had a prediction that I think turned out wrong. When we saw the devastating scene concerning Whitney and her husband, and basically she tells this horrible news that she doesn't recall a huge chunk of her life, and then as it relates to her family, then they cut to Heather going, really? It clicked for me because I keep thinking, what could be so bad that these two genuine friends could be each at, at each other's throats the way we see in future episodes? And I'm like, I what I thought is like, is Heather close to these family members and feels she's exposing them? That to me is the level of fight that 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 they go to. But then to learn it was really just that, I guess, Whitney says Heather told someone else about someone Lisa slept with to get a liquor license. <laughs> oh, and then the chip eating. When she won't answer. Uh, Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, it actually wasn't that deep. It it just seems like Heather doesn't want Lisa to think that she was did something to her. They're all, like, wanting Lisa to like them. Like, that's what this fight is about? It really made me laugh, though. And Heather was like, sorry, she's... Because she had the same question I had. Like, she slept with vendors? Or, 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 like... (laughs) With, yeah, like, bar owners and vendors. Like, just trying to get to the nitty-gritty of, like, who she's, like, like, barbacks? But whenever Meredith is like the follow-up question of like, who told you that? She's either sipping tea or like eating a chip. So she like just like fills her mouth with something else where she can't talk. And she's like, you heard that too. And also like as a person that has worked in restaurants and seen people come in to like sell wine and liquor, like it's really not that deep. (laughs) Like I just can't believe so. I think it's either a yes or no. Yeah, it's like we have five tequilas. Are you going to be one of them? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just excited to see. I mean, we we really have a great season in front of us. We have Beverly Hills next week, the reunion to end all reunions. Like, how lucky we are to be alive right now. Potomac's about to start. We're in a great spot. Potomac is about to start. I'm so excited. I know. Things are really, like, looking up. Mark, you've been wonderful. Truly. Uh, thank you for all of your insights and 
and stepping out so boldly in terms of your hatred of Kyle? Yeah, I I know. I knew that it would be an unpopular opinion. um, And I'm really glad that you both received that and um, accepted that and accepted me for who I am. That's why we're here. Ultimately, that's why we're here. Live in your truth, Mark. Live in your truth. Thank you so much. Everybody go watch Mark do his Erica Jane impression on Celebrity Drag Race. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you to our lovely editor, Caitlin. Thank you to our producer, Amelia. Thank you to Earwolf. Thank you to you. And I just want to say no thank you to Lisa Rinna. Wow. I guess if I'm not going to get a thanks, I'll take that. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> After that. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Have such a great week. Can't wait to discuss Potomac and the reunions of a lifetime with you. <laughs> <laughs> 